motherfuckers is overthinking this shit. Like, unless Discovery decides to pull, like, the whole purpose is for them to combine forces, not for them to divest. Well, the only thing that makes this semi-interesting is, like, their propensity for uh, garbage and carnival-esque entertainment, i.e. hardcore women's matches and, like, thumbtacks <laughs> and shit on national TV. I, I hate that you brought that up because now it's a whole different spin. No, I'm just, for for real though, like no, 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 because like, because like, no, because now, now I'm on the side of, oh, so okay, me me hearing the idea that AEW may be done after 2023 on on these networks is like get the fuck out of here. But then you right. say that, and I'm like, God damn it, now it's plausible because motherfuckers <laughs> are more concerned. It's like okay, the one thing that works in their favor is that every network or over the top platform is content hungry. They'll have a home. Just where is that home and if their home is exactly where they live now, how much redecorating are they going to have to do? No, that's okay. So that's the first conversation. The second conversation is we'll say that they don't that they they get asked to move out within 48 hours. They get evicted. Right. Will the new home that they move to be one that maintains 100% of the share that they currently have on on the wrestling uh, fan base? And I'm going to say probably not. Yeah, no no transition is like 100% migration in the beginning. Um, some people are just like, if I can't get it where I was getting it, I'm not pressed about watching it. Dude, I really, I think, I think the exception to that rule, and it, and I, I really hate to prove the point to those who love Stanford, but the move to TNN and then back to USA, I think they lost Z. In fact, I think they gained in both of those. Yeah. I, okay. But that's also a uh, an entity and a show that had what at at the very least at Three million. the point of TNN had ten years of yeah, runtime. Yeah. yeah, if we if we're talking just TNN, yes, ten years. But if we're talking going back to prime time, shit, that's what 1982, 83? Right, right. So you you have wrestling fans going back to the eighties, but just with the advent of Monday Night Raw as an entity. 1993 to 2003 you have 10 years of every monday night programming and if you've been doing the same thing every monday night for 10 years you're gonna follow it wherever it goes just like monday night football monday night football used to be on abc channel 8 for those in the local dfw area (laughs) (laughs) and then it moved to espn people who watch football and have been watching football since the early 90s or the 80s or however far you go back with monday night football if you watch monday night football you're gonna migrate to wherever that is but that's because there's equity and time already established we're talking about fucking AEW is still the equivalent of a toddler (laughs) <laughs> uh, like it's a little it's a little now this let is me a, let me totally uh, fuck this is a totally fucked up but off color joke but it's easier to walk out on a three-year-old than it is a 13 year old <laughs> or a 33 year old for that matter <laughs> you, you feel what i'm saying like like if you just gonna be an ain't shit person like that yeah it's easier you have let you should you really you shouldn't but you have less emotional attachment i feel like at that age you probably should have more of an emotional attachment because that's a that's a person who can't 
you know, uh, they can't operate independently of you. But I digress. I'm that, going. That's that's real. That's real OG and father fatherhood shit talking. So yeah. Let me run down these uh, the list of networks that are that were encompassed in this merger. Okay. Uh, <laughs> by the way, rest in piss, CNN Plus. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Bro, CNN Plus launched the beginning of the month and it's already folded. Hell no. <laughs> okay. How long have if they been talking one, about this fucking app? Well, look, if you're one of those people who just watches news on a loop like CNN is just your shit because you like to be air quotes ab- abreast of world news. That's one thing. That's a very segmented. That might be a smaller segment of the population than wrestling fans. Well, okay. Well, okay. CNN Plus was more than that. CNN Plus was all of the produced content that CNN was showing on like nights and weekends. Who watches produced content from CNN? Dare to be surprised. <laughs> well, I, I can wait. I can tell you who watches it, but I can tell you who doesn't have the mental capability to do it over the top. <laughs> The, and the demographic, the demographic beyond fifty-two, which also includes some of those people within the eighteen to forty-eight people who say "fuck technology." <laughs> Wait, there you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's exactly what I meant when I asked that. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. The history channel, history channel has an app now, which is completely cool. But I don't watch the History Channel for what you would think the History Channel is for. Like, you would think if I'm watching the History Channel or I've downloaded the -the over-the-top platform, I'm watching it, you know, for, like, world history and and shit like that. What do you watch it for? Swamp people. Ugh. Forgot about it. I forget that. I watch it for for motherfucking alligator hunting. That's... I forget that that's actually on history. I watch that shit religiously. Sidebar that is one shit. of my favorite motherfucking shows ever. Sidebar shit. Have you watched uh, Blood Sweat? Or was it Mud Sweat and Beards? I saw the promos for it. I haven't watched it yet. Bruh. <laughs> like, for some reason, I, I love that shit. I even watched the the Swamp People spinoff where, like, it wasn't alligator season. They went out hunting fucking snakes. Snakes and shit in Florida, and the dude yeah. had to use a fucking uh, boomstick. <laughs> yeah, ser- yeah, serpents and motherfuckers uh, tying uh croc croc uh, was it was it crocker uh crocagators? They had a nah. wait what the, I don't know if I saw that Troy one. Troy went out to uh he went out to Florida and they had a uh, a crocagator croc- was out there terrorizing the uh 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 like a fish farm or some shit. And so the motherfucker was over twenty feet long. And this is this was actually on the original Swamp People. No, 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 no. This is this one of the spinoffs you're talking about. Okay, this is probably the other spinoff I hadn't watched. The one I watched where like they're literally they're out in the woods hunting pythons and fucking just different types of snakes. They come across a cobra every now and again, and they got to try to catch this bitch as a team. Like mo- one motherfucker <laughs> grab the tail while trying to distract the face. This has got to be know, the same show. It has got to be the same show. You know, the snakes got eyes on the side of their fucking head, so, like, if you come at a certain angle, they can see you, and the motherfucker strike quickly. Yeah. It's it, like... Yeah. It, it is the most gangster shit I've ever seen, and I still don't understand why the 
the strategy is not when you grab the tail and then they're trying to grab the the neck and head by the hand why don't you just step on the head well don't crush it but step on it to hold it in place do you know what a boomstick is i am well aware bro i didn't even realize that they don't call that a gun in florida Mm -mm, they don't that's how he had to hunt a crocodile. was with a boomstick Kaboom! Guess who stepped in <laughs> in the room? Which is the other shit I don't understand. Like every they go out on a boat with with rifles and guns every time they do some shit. But you're in the woods hunting snakes, not knowing what else could be out there, and you ain't got a pistol. <laughs> like what type of fucking savage do you think you are? Get that fucking pistol and have it on deck. Man, oh boy. No good motherfucker. But back to what we were talking about though. Let me run down these uh these channels here. Uh so this is the entire Warner Discovery uh uh US Networks group. Discovery, Animal Planet, The Science Channel, American Heroes, and Investigation Discovery. Also add TBS, Turner Classic Movies, TNT, True TV, TLC, HGTV, Food Network. Destination America own uh, Travel Channel and Discovery Life. Um, kids and Adult Classics, Cartoon Network, Boomerang, Adult Swim, Cartoonito, and Discovery Family. Plus uh, the, stu- the studios that are associated with those uh, with those entities as well, such as Warner Brothers Animation, Cartoon Network Studios, William Street, and Hanna Barbera. Um, Eurosport. Uh, which is also Turner Sports. Anything that's related to Turner Sports, Motor Trend Group, uh, HBO Plus and Discovery Plus for Over the Top, and Warner Brothers Discovery International, which has uh, a couple of channels over there as well. Of those, on that, oh, and also Cinemax. I can't forget about Cinemax. Of those, um, actually, hold on. Let me back up again. The Magnolia Network. Uh, which is part of Discovery or Discovery Plus. I, I didn't know you. <laughs> Straight because, bitch, Texas. No. <laughs> That's Waco. That's, that's, New Orleans. <laughs> that's Waco. <laughs> the know you? The Magnolia Network. The know oh, you. Network. Yeah, the yeah. know you projects. No. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers Pictures, New Line Cinema, DC Films, Warner Animation Group, Castle Rock Entertainment. Now and, and also the CW. Hey, you did. Oh, damn, oh, shit. 50 percent of the CW, which okay. is the actually the W, not not by all intents and purposes, because it's. Oh, I, I, I was multitasking, but you you named off HBO, right? Yes. Okay. So, because when you said Cartoon Network, it went off that you know HBO Max houses all that shit now. So, yeah, like. To, okay, to me, this feels like you could leave AEW on TBS and TNT and make them a part of the HBO Max housing of content without truly having to change anything. That's me looking at it like, okay, if all things are equal. Now, this is going to depend on how highbrow and white collar the new leaders of the merger 
want this conglomerate to be. It's very much like what happened to WCW, like history is repeating itself, just in much shorter form. If but but the the issue with with WCW though I and this is this is just me opinion this isn't 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 a fact I think the biggest issue with the WCW situation as compared to this one is WCW was hemorrhaging their own cash flow whereas AEW is not yes that that is the huge difference which leads me to the next point Tony Khan for all good bad and different is making is making a substantial dollar with AEW. He's turning a profit. He doesn't have to turn in his money to a parent company that then again, that goes on to trickle down his own money back to him to spend into the company. Like I really, I really want to know if if uh, Warner is is selling advertising on uh, for AEW. I really because they got the bag up front, and Khan is paying his talent with that bag. Right. So Eric Bischoff kind of led into that and he was like, this is what you need to look for when this merger. Uh, how is it performing in its time slot? Is the audience growing? Is it uh, is it dwindling or is it just staying stagnant? Um, same thing with advertisers. Are you selling, you know, high dollar ads? Are you selling, you know, low budget um, opportunity buys or, you know, what what segment of advertisers are you able to reach out to? And then I believe... It was a third one, but I don't remember exactly what it was. <clears throat> Which it, it's all true. It's a hundred percent. I mean, accurate from we, we're talk we're talking about in this space. Eric Bischoff is a god. He well, went he, he, he went knows. from selling uh, a fucking kids trinket in Minneapolis to selling it on. AWA programming that was syndicated and on ESPN to becoming a broadcaster and then eventually an executive at the AWA it folded he was still there and then he goes to WCW and moonwalks his way into an executive role based on his ability to sell if there's anybody that knows what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to broadcast media and sales, it's Eric Bischoff, hands down. Facts. Looking at the ratings for AEW Dynamite, I'm going back. Let's just say this year, just this for 2022. One, two, three. Whoa, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks down from the week before. Mm-hmm. Out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. So 50% 14, 15. So 50% of its air has viewership that was lower than the previous week. So you're neither growing nor losing. You're running flat. Which it, it okay, which brings up this. AEW has the highest performing content on both of those channels because of the nature of the, the composition of their content. So 
when you're when you're the new person in charge or the new person sitting in the seat after the merger are you saying okay they're the highest performing so we're gonna we're gonna let them sit for a while or are you diving into the analytics like okay they're not growing plus i have a negative connotation of professional wrestling plus when i watch the program it's some of it's good and then you have other shit that's like it it should only take place at a at a, at a county fair you just say i want to distance myself from that shit altogether and I'm just gonna go for the for the sitcoms and kind the sitcoms in syndication, and then a couple of original series. So, <laughs> which is what TNT is doing now. Like you got County, Claws, County you Fair got shit. Last OG, you know, yeah. County Fair shit. It the Serena Deeb, uh, Hikaru Shida match needed to have that kind of a blow off. Because did it, did it really? Well, well, hold hold on. I, I'm I'm I, I'm coming back to that in just a second. All right. Um, it got out of hand when Serena Deeb didn't protect herself. Well, I'm sorry. She she got her hands up. She just got it. She just caught the wrong end of a fucking turnbuckle. So when you have a woman that comes out looking like that after a match. And she's a she's a badass. She's a fucking tough. She's a tough guy, woman, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Karushita has had a history, a track record of hopping into carnival matches on AEW more than any other woman, not named Britt Baker. And actually, I would dare say that she's got more carnival matches than Britt Baker does. Britt's been known for really. Oh well. One match people forgot about. That's the one with uh with Big Swole. But that one that put her on the fucking map, that hardcore match that she got her ass kicked in. That was and again, even even that, I would like, okay, if you put that on pay-per-view, cool, I ain't really tripping because pay-per-view is a different animal. But this is network syndicated like this is cable. This so is this this is we're, basic cable. We're on the same we're on the same page here. Here's my <laughs> yo trips. Here's the thing. Hit him with the shit one time. Here's the thing. Um, think about it like this. They only AEW does how many pay per views per, per year? Four or five? Four. Well, it's gonna be five with Forbidden Door. If you really give a fuck about your perception and want to get this dollar right. You will double the amount of pay-per-view output that you have, regardless of how you do it. Whether whether it's uh, whether it's over the top through like a streaming service where it's included with subscription, or it's a separate pay like like you've been doing. Either way, and, and even and even that, you, <laughs> that's the Tommy from Force approach to this shit. It's like you want to cut Dahlia and make the shit to where you can produce it faster. And no, no, more no, 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 I'm saying the I'm that's, that's, that's exactly what I'm not saying. These 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 sideshow matches like FTR versus the fucking uh, Butcher and the Blade. I'm sorry, it's FTR, the, the Hardy Boys versus the Butcher and the Blade with, with nothing on the line but death. But but your career on a Wednesday for free. Put that shit on the other pay-per-view. That's not one of the staples. No, I'm saying from the pay-per-view aspect, there is for them and the way, okay, going from four or five pay-per-views to 10 or 12 we'll is just, like- We'll just say is eight. Even eight 
if you doubled, it's like stepping on a stepped on brick. Because we, we know from watching the content that like some stuff is like really, really good. It, it AEW runs the whole spectrum from really, really good to really, really fucking bad. And when you start investing money into a pay-per-view product that runs the gambit of really, really good to really, really bad, now you don't necessarily want to spend money on every pay-per-view. Their formula now is where weekly TV is going to be what it is. But with all the new talent that they've signed and now we don't have to, you know, struggle through Sonny Kiss or Joey Janela or, or Marco Stunt, like they're not involved with the product anymore. When you have the depth of talent that they're putting together, the pay-per-views have basically been home runs. For better, for worse, for even the shit that you don't like on the show, or for even the 45-minute Young Bucks match that, you know, kind of drowns the energy. <laughs> they're usually home runs, because the people that love the Young Bucks will love that match. And then the people that like wrestling will like the Brian Danielson situation. They'll like, you know, when Miro was involved, they'll like the, the Eddie Kingston stuff. They'll like the CM Punk stuff. Like, even some of the John Moxley stuff. They'll like what they like, and they'll feel like feel like they got value for their money. When you start stretching the brick, and it's already kind of stepped on, you're asking for motherfuckers to go somewhere else with their money. Or you're going to have people just like, uh, I won't buy this one, but I'll buy this one. When now, they buying everything you put out. They buying the Blue Magic sticker. Don't Nikki Barnes this shit. Boy. <laughs> I don't care if you put a dog collar on it and call it blue dog shit. Don't let me catch you out here. You heard what Frank Lucas told Nikki Barnes. <laughs> and on that note, welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm to table, Localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken pencil logic. You stay classy, internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. This, this feels like way familiar, like recording on a Friday April 29th. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. 20 and 20. Hey, man. And we don't know when this is going to air, but it feels real familiar. Like, it feels it feels like season one, like history is repeating itself. I, I think I think at this point, Suave, we have recorded literally on every goddamn day of the week. <laughs> we, are the, we are the TNA impact. <laughs> <laughs> we just jumping around this motherfucker looking for a day that's gonna fit. <laughs> Tune in Tuesday night when no, it's like we've jumped from Saturday night's main event to this Tuesday in Texas to to Wednesday night wars, and now <laughs> it's Friday night, Friday afternoon fights. Either way, you know what that means. <laughs> oh, you know what time slot we really in? We in like the AWA time slot from motherfucking uh, ESPN. No, 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 no. Because that's at night. We're, we're working no, on no, no, GWF. No. 
I used to be able to watch like, the a the AWA show. It came on at like three p.m. on Sports Center. Oh, on, oh ESPN? Is it ESPN one or ESPN two? Okay, it must have been two because I know when I would come home from school, and if AWA was, oh, you're right. AWA was at three o'clock and Global was at four. So we're early <laughs> for the three o'clock slot, but you know it's it's, it's pre tape live to tape. Yeah, and uh, we 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 kicked this shit off talking about some shit that's been a hot topic over the last oh. I guess really year, maybe six months or so. Just trying to figure out where what where AEW is going to land. But man, we got plenty more shit to talk about. Indeed, I mean, like I say, we like we talked about in the pre roll. HBO Max is seems like the the place that makes the most sense, but it it all depends on who's in charge and what their vices are. And we've already seen even somebody from TNT put their foot down and say we don't want the Briscoes. So what happens when they say we don't want death matches on TV? What happens when they say we don't want um name some real corny shit that typically goes on on Dynamite? Uh Orange Cassidy versus anybody? <laughs> no, I, you know what? I actually think a network executive would think Orange Cassidy is fucking phenomenal. No, yeah, and you're and you're spot on. Uh something corny that happens. They've really cleaned their act up on a lot of. Oh, oh, bro! Uh, so imagine, imagine the uh, the death match that uh, John Moxley and Kenny Omega did with the ending that was proposed, and the ending that happened actually happening on live TV. Which one, the full gear match or the exploding ring match? The exploding ring match. You should never put. You should never go to that extreme on free TV. There's no reason for it. That, that, other than the fact that other than the fact that we've already discussed that Tony Khan is a super fan and he's like, I don't give a fuck where you do it, I just want it to be cool. I'm gonna give you whatever you want, and then we'll just base he has the Jay Leno slash Doritos approach. Eat all you want, <laughs> we'll make more. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I I drop an anvil from the ceiling and then we'll figure out next week what we're gonna do. Don't even worry about it. Another huge announcement. Sponsored by Acme. <laughs> You see, you feel me? <laughs> you feel me? That approach, to, that's his approach. But yeah, I, I do get what you're saying on that. Man, we got some news this week. First off, uh, shouts out to Randall Keith Orton yeah, for yeah, yeah. 20 years in the WWE. Dub set. He, uh, they had his 20-year anniversary show exactly 20 years to the date from the day that he debuted on Monday Night Raw. Very, very, very cool. In the same city he was born in. Now, that's, that's cool. The, that's the type of synergy that, like, they use to run Austin out at three hours and 16 minutes. Yeah. Well, well, I, well I don't... I don't. I think that was happenstance. I don't think that they planned for that. I, I, I don't know. Because, like, for as much shit as we give Stanford... We always say on the show, the production team is undefeated. And that includes floor managers and floor directors. So if anybody, if anybody in, uh, in the in Stanford had the propensity and the the, uh, the mental prowess to pull such a thing off, because it, that's pretty elaborate. Mm -hmm. Triple H, who better? So all I'm saying is it might not have been a company wide memo. Yeah, but, a hand, but maybe a handful of people were like, "Okay, we're gonna pull this off." Like it was almost like 
Can we pull it off? And if we can, it's going to be the coolest inside joke ever. And you got to see a side of Randy Orton that usually is followed by an immediate nasty heel turn. He was off the cuff, no script on the mic. I mean, the the coolest shoot ever. That would I would probably say that's probably the coolest shoot we've ever seen. Be- um, because it was it it didn't it wasn't directed at anybody. It wasn't like a negative shoot. It was just like like a okay. wild. Like he was wild by him. Like he was he was he he, yeah. he he had legit real emotion and was and, wild by and. And they actually broadcast it because a lot of times, okay, when uh, that type of shit that happens off, yeah, when when the show goes off the air, yep, yeah, like when Flair had his retirement, they did everything off camera. Uh, when they were trying to get the Undertaker to do the Spin Rooney off camera, when Austin drinking beer, sliding down the ramp in an office chair off camera, um, yeah, so it it might be it, you might be right on the on the the coolest shoot ever broadcast, and uh. Wait, wait, what I figured we could take a week and come up with a mixtape, but now I'm, I'm gonna concede defeat. <laughs> not, not for that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Especially since you don't get a lot of positive shoots. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess Cody, Cody would have probably fit his not so hard times promo probably would have fit into that that description. Um, uh, Seth, Seth probably would have done a cool non-threatening shoot had Cody not been a child about the shit <laughs> I, honestly I think I think that went off the rails for the betterment of the business <laughs> Co- Cody Cody is actually very active you know he's uh he's slated as the next guest on uh, Stone Cold's Broken Session Broken Skull Sessions that should be interesting especially and considering then, one reason why Vince didn't use him in the capacity that he did the first time around was because of his lisp and now he's actually a talker. Well, he's he's gone around the world and earned his keep with that lisp. So now it's acceptable. Like it, what it seems like is that in the bubble of the WWE universe, anything that's seen as a negative is going to stick with you until you go somewhere else and draw money with it. Now it's like, oh, I don't have to worry about it. Like, Funny you should say that because Austin Theory isn't known in anything from Vince McMahon's world other than NXT. And exactly. uh, and and the voice that he a brief has run on Monday, a brief run during Heyman's Monday Night Raw and NXT. But go ahead. And the voice that he has because of his accent, not that it's anybody's fault, other than the fact of where he was born and raised. But the accent that he has is exactly why a lot more people from WCW did not come to WWE in the nineties. And if they did then, come, they had managers. And then you see you see what's going on with. Um, Ezekiel Hellwig <laughs> or, or the ultimate Elias <laughs> the the ultimate Elias the, the like, el- <laughs> I guess it's a joke at this point he's, he's gonna make a whole lot of money being you know the 2022 version of Santino Morella <laughs> which there's nothing wrong with it there's there's always room for comedy you just want the comedy to be good but like adding the fucking arm tassels there's no way anybody looked at him and didn't see the ultimate warrior but you didn't want him to keep his beard because he looked too much like randy savage dog remember remember the colors that he wore here in texas they were faded like that might have been I, that might have been a subtle jab what he wore, um, I mean, the, the the arm tassels definitely Ultimate Warrior. The trunks definitely Ultimate Warrior. But the color even reminded me of Dingo. I mean, 
look, I'm all for the inside joke. I, I love, you know, Easter eggs and the whole thing in content. That's that's always a cool thing for me because we watch content with a heightened sense of intelligence. This is starting to work because it's he's not taking himself serious. The name Ezekiel, there's, there's nothing to take serious about that. He's not taking the role too serious. Hopefully, what this does is he'll work as Ezekiel and something will happen where he air quotes gets, you know, kayfabe hurt or, you know, work hurt, grows his beard back, and now Elias comes back to avenge his little brother Ezekiel. <laughs> that's just me with a, that's just me me with a pencil do you, you do can you, do what you want with it do you but do you hear how ridiculous that sounds <laughs> yes it's completely ridiculous and it, that's why we accept it because you can't take this there's no way regardless of who's writing or whose idea it was that you can look at this and take this as serious i have, so now, I have never meant this one. more i have never meant this more suave you can't write this you can't <laughs> Now, if somebody is sitting back there on a laptop and just saying, man, I'm going to kill him with this shit. This is going <laughs> like, to if, if Johnny Ace is back there fucking pitching ideas or somebody like in the older spectrum is just saying, yeah, this is good stuff. That's it's the, such that's, good yeah, shit. That's, that's, that's that one, right? That's it. That, and that's and all. thinking that people are going to eat this up because it's serious? Fuck no. This is this is Eugene. <laughs> this is Santino Morella. This is fucking... Um, Kazawa dressed up as a ninja. Eric <laughs> Young as Muda. <laughs> yes, this is this is fucking our truth. This is and not Ron Killings. Our truth. There's a difference, boy. Um, who's another one? Another goofy ass character they'll trot out there. Uh, they they this did uh they did uh, uh Wildcat Chris Harris as Dark Sting. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Brayden Walker. Bray Walker. <laughs> Like, um, this is, nah, this ain't even, uh, the first run of Brian Kendrick. This is, this is Paul London before they fired him. Ooh. <laughs> or, what's, I mean, like, we have all, this is Dude Love. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's, it's that. That's why I can watch that and be like, <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of silly. That's funny. <laughs> Muckham Singh, <laughs> bruh, this Sailor is a, Norman, all it's the same motherfucker, boy. Bruh. Every, every, this is um, damn, what was his name? Norman. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, Muckham Singh. Yeah. yeah, same, yeah, same, same. That's exactly uh, what I'm talking about. This, this is this is uh, El, was it El Conquistadors? Uh, Los Los Conquistadores. Los Conquistadores, and then which the which one? Dongs. Which one? All of them. All, yeah, every last one of them. This is this is fucking RoboCop and Sting. <laughs> oh shit! Oh no! This is motherfucking Dave Sullivan. Evad. Evad, bruh. <laughs> I wanna be a Hulkamaniac. <laughs> this is the rent, bro. This is the, the renegade. What <laughs> you mean? Like, of course we not gonna take this serious. That's where the, the tassels joke. come in. He's the rent. He's not Jim Helwig. He's not the ultimate. Where he's the renegade. Who? Why didn't we think about this five minutes ago, Suave? 
He's got denser upper body development. That's why I called him. Ah, the there we go. All right. <laughs> it's about it's about density and dexterity. Ah, that now I get it. The warrior way. Oh my god. <laughs> you know he's got you know he's got Icopro in in his bag. Oh man, I'm surprised he ain't coming out wearing the spaghetti strap tee. That shit expired though. <laughs> I wonder. I I'm wonder. Fucking yo, I, I will. Be. I will almost pay. I'll be almost be willing to pay. Oh, like a Patreon to see somebody take some Icopro today, just to see what happens. You heard that story that Marty Janetti tells? Like he still has boxes of Icopro in his in his crib. You, you've mentioned it before. It's yeah. all expired, so he takes it to flush his system out. <laughs> now the way he described it was much more disgusting and gross, but yeah, he's taking expired Icopro basically as a as a detox oh, as a man. yeah i, I don't understand how somebody murked allegedly murked a human being and was able to knock down his uber his uber each driver but whatevs uh, <laughs> oh man uh speaking of monday night raw ali back man ali boom ali rumble, how you feel about how you feel about this rumble young man rubble i'm gonna tell you I, I I don't know yet. I will know more in about three weeks. And the Facts. reason why I say that is he came out. He looked like he genuinely missed being in the ring. Uh-huh. He was smiling at the fans. You could tell that he had, just like Randy, raw emotion. It felt real to him. Nah, that's what me and you differ. But hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I really think. That he's he he sprinkled some uh some some seeds of what he wanted to do before he sat at home. Yeah, now that I can agree with. Like he he sprinkled some raw emotion and shoot, but part of that promo came off so fucking scripted. It was like his and response to what, what smug. he said was super scripted. Like damn near like he remembered his lines for that part of the promo but then he had other moments where it was like okay this is him being sort of clever and if i'm gonna be if i'm gonna be totally honest this last monday night episode of raw i don't know who was in charge but there's a different vibe like you got more people just saying shit off the top of their head and i liked it what doesn't the, mean the show was shit, exponentially better but i saw improvement ali damn near moon walked into a body bag Damn, damn near, Same. and Miz tried it. Miz, first of all, Miz, Miz has a propensity to drop a body bag whenever he wants to. His mic game is a one since day one. But he just wears that Marin. He, he like he wears that Marin energy to where it's like, man, switch this shit up just a little bit. Like we know people hate you. We know you want people to hate you. Stop being a bitch. Like instead of trying to throw the fastball every pitch, like. Hit us, hit him with the breaking ball. Get a curveball. Get a slider. Get Ricky, something that give him you know the heater. <laughs> yeah, you can't Ricky Vaughn this shit. You gonna burn out at some point. You are gonna end up with Tommy John surgery. Figure out some off speed shit. And and but Miz knows one speed when he's trying to cut a promo and he's trying to basically eat somebody alive. It's that over talk you until you can't respond until he finishes type thing. And he's gonna get his one or two lines off. Like he got a couple lines off on Cody. He got a he the you still work here, he got off on Ali, but that was an obvious one. That's like a that's a grapefruit. 
Man. Look at me talking baseball pre-October. <laughs> as, as, as my Cubs been getting stomped by the damn Braves, but whatever. Right, <laughs> right. You way more into baseball than I am. I don't even know what the Rangers' record is right now. Man, well, I, I know my Cubs are like eight and eleven. So I mean, I mean, it's the season's young. <laughs> it, it is. That, this that's is the this other, is, other this reason the, I'm not into baseball. This is the one sport so. where you can fuck around, catch a ten-game hot streak, and be at the top of your division. <laughs> and, then, and then two weeks later be at the bottom down four games man man oh boy um, I don't pay attention until October so what what are we going to get from Ali I don't know hard like, to say right <laughs> you, know, you know what makes it makes it kind of like not a letdown but we saw the content that was going to make him a superstar boy self-produced content that we knew was gonna make him a superstar. And then when he came back into the universe, they made him take that shit off, put your regular gear back on, we'll get you a new shirt, we'll give you your whole name back. You'll be back out of the one name club. Right. So, yeah. (laughs) Didn't they call him Mufasa? That's who uh, Miss slipped and called him Mufasa Ali? Yes. Okay, I don't know if that was intentional or a mistake, but it was funny. But it was definitely funny. I, 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 I think he was like, Mufasa, you still go here? <laughs> Man, listen, that fucking, that new America Ali, that's the one I want. They, I don't know what I'm going to get. Yo, wait, um, wait, wait. Now, I know that belt is brand, it's basically new. It's not even two years old. You're right, or right at two years old. Suppose he does win the U.S. championship and that night denounces it. I would love that. I just don't see them beating Austin Theory this soon. Here's the here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If there's a belt that you have to get rid of, it's the U.S. belt because that's not a WWE property. Again, I am very much... I'm feeling 100% the way you are. And with all these unifications going on, it seems that sooner or later, you're going to end up with a mid-card unification with the U.S. title and the, and the Intercontinental title. Yo, the stick, thing stick, about that is... Go ahead. thing about that is, you just put the belt on Austin Theory and basically... Um, an image rehab from WrestleMania. Like he he air walked a stunner. He did what he was supposed to do. He took his L to McAfee. So let's get him back. Let's basically make him whole. And how do you make him whole? You have him beat a former, the first former um, Universal Champion, and win the United States Championship. So it's a rehab. And because it's an image rehab, I don't know if you beat him anytime in the next ninety to one hundred and twenty days. You shouldn't. You you, you, re- shouldn't. you you really you really shouldn't. But well, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you like this. That's a sword I'm willing to fall on because Me too. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing at all. I'm saying for theory's sake you shouldn't, but because what of what we know about Ali, what we want to see from Ali and the fact that he is hot right now because he's back on TV after saying, "Fuck you guys. I'll sit the rest of this contract out." There's there's red there's hot there's red hot and there's white hot. He came back hot to red hot. He's somewhere in between there. 
You do this shit? You do this shit? He's the number one talk in the business. I mean, and then he becomes a perfect opponent for Cody Rhodes, you know, while we're trying to get to the to the whole uh, WWE championship. Homelander and- versus Anti-America while we, went, we, we have a road to the championship. Actually, it's two different roads to the championship. Cody's and Ali's. Because then, they're because because they're going for two different two different belts, and then then you save Ali by having Seth interfere and keep Cody Rhodes off of the United States Championship. Perfect, boy. <laughs> that way, that way, Cody can continue with being uh, titleless until he gets to his big opportunity, which I'm sure that's what they're gonna they're gonna do. Man. And then you continue to build Ali like this shit. Like, come on. Just look, like y'all, tell me y'all mine. all all this catering y'all got going on. We we're giving y'all the full the full four course meal right here. All like, saying is just sell me mine. You ain't even got to put me on payroll. Just just drop the shit in my Zelle, and and we'll make this work. Cause I don't want to commute and I don't want to I don't want to relocate. So let's just let's let's work remote. Let's do this electronically. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'll take much less than whatever payroll is just to be able to have my freedom. And I'll book my however many angles for the month and keep it moving. Now, on the flip side, as we talk about Ali coming back, somebody else who left under, oh, seemingly bad pretenses has spoken, has broken their silence after a very active WrestleMania weekend. Ooh-wee. Athena. Formerly known to WWE fans as Ember Moon, has shown her natural black ass. <laughs> I mean, okay, and I'm not now, 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 yeah, I'm not mad. She, she, she deserves to say everything that she said, and I, I actually feel bad for her. But yeah, go go through some of the finer points of what she said for those who have not seen the article or not up on what Ember Moon is is uh is putting out in the space so he she had a uh an interview with chris van vliet and uh it seems that ember moon was a victim of bad timing as it relates to triple h's health scare and because he was all all but the one that was that was in her uh in her corner for the direction of her career while while in nxt and her stay in nxt back to nxt was only supposed to be for a year apparently but was uh, was stagnated and was extended, while Shotzi Blackheart, who she was in a tag team with, left to, uh, for SmackDown and left uh, to, Ember- now, to now being catering and witness protection. And while Ember Moon was relegated to catering in Orlando, so she Ooh, wanted to check the same. No, that's my question. Uh, I think Ember's probably was simply because. She was on SmackDown and then went back to NXT. So are you gonna cut Yeah, that that's that's the kind of the stuff I, I wonder. Like, you know. Cause I mean Stanford's not above saying, well, look, you're not wrestling here, you're wrestling here, and you're wrestling fewer days of the week and, and whatever. Like, you know, they're not above trying to take some money back. Hell, they they took away, you know, basically NIL earnings on social media. <laughs> Man. So let me let me run through a few quotes. Like, like this this is a, this is a lot, and so I'm gonna and I'm gonna read it specifically in de- or in, uh, in in this quotes because there's a lot in here, and it kind of helps give an idea of where the story goes from here. So 
This is her uh, speaking. Quote, me, Hunter, and the head writer at the time had come up with a heel turn. We're doing a heel turn with me because it was new and different. During this process, we, we wanted to do a losing streak. That was my thought. Let me do the losing streak. I see the new faces coming through. And part of my job at NXT was to help new talent on TV, which I get. And I love this business so much that I didn't mind. Let me do a losing streak. Let me get frustrated. Let me turn. This was a great idea. We have A, B, C, D. We'll do your first few with this person. Then the first match happened and I'm off TV for four weeks. Don't worry. We got this. Then Hunter disappeared. I was supposed to do a match with Saray that ended up getting a, 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 and ended up getting a rash on my arm. I had an allergic reaction to something and they thought it was something else. So they pulled me from the match. Okay, fine. We'll do the match ne next week. Three weeks later, we're going to do this match. Two days later, you'll check beater on Monday. Three weeks later, you'll check beater on Monday. Three months later, you'll check beater on Monday. Damn. Like, that's just, that's just one piece of this. So there's more that goes on and on and on that all this goes back to Vince McMahon and then Vince wants to put her back into her old Ember Moon character with the uh, with the red hair and the fire uh, the uh, uh, atom bomb contacts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You like when I dig one, into my bag there, Suave? One time for atom bomb. Shouts out Brian Clark. <laughs> Roll this bitch up, 420. Chronic ho. Hey, 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 Catch this meltdown. <laughs> and um, so anyway, she comes back and uh, she says at a different TV that she comes out and she's motivated, ready to film a demo or whatever, and says, hey, we've got some bad news. Vince is pulling you off TV indefinitely. And I just sat there and was like, what did I do wrong? You did nothing wrong. I've done everything you guys have asked, and I've gone over and above. When they put me with Shotzi in the tag team, everyone knows I'm not a tag team person. I hate tag teams. There are too many moving parts. It's not that I hate tag team wrestling. It just requires so much more to give versus just relying on your, on yourself. You have to rely on three other people. I feel like I, I feel me and Shotzi capitalized on it, and we were so motivated to build that division, and then we weren't able to do. We weren't, we weren't able to. I showed up to TV. It's 2 a.m. And I'm like, I've done everything you asked to. And I've branched out. So basically, <laughs> she, that's 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 her having a meltdown. I wouldn't even call it a meltdown. These are legitimate questions. No, no, like, no, 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 no. Not in our eyes. In their uh, eyes. In the, in the company's eyes. If that's, what, if that's what qualifies as a meltdown, then... Charlotte should be brought to the ring in a bottle because she's completely liquid. <laughs> like you mean, bro? Like there's so much more. Like, uh, like th this is, uh, like I highly encourage you to find this. Just Google Chris Van Vliet and uh, and and and, uh, and Athena. But this is the one right here. This is this the one. Yeah, get to it. They're like, not everything is lost, Amber. We still want you to come to help the next generation. Maybe teach a class, do some uh, do some PC lives, uh, lives. Like I'm like, you're taking me off TV to make me a coach? I remember laughing. I've done nothing wrong. You cancel all my flights. I'm not coming to help these people who do not care about what I do. They only care about the paycheck that hits their bank account. They're not passionate like me. I'm not going to come up here and help these people that don't care about what we do 
when there is no benefit for me when I've done nothing wrong and I've given you my entire right side of my body between my elbow surgery and Achilles and surgery. Oh, by the way, before I continue with this one, make sure make sure when you search the article or listen to the interview, booty butt cheeks. Remember that. Oh, bro. <laughs> that that's to me. I'm not. That's too disrespectful for me to even read. But remember, have, have we got have we gotten to the two hour seminar on uh, being being more alluring? No, 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 no. Okay. So uh, if you want, if you want to tackle that, you can. I'm going to read this one here because this, like, this is like the end of the the end of the quote unquote meltdown. I'm going to say to me that's the most telling and most important part. Oh well, handle it. Now I'll come back to, and finish this one. So apparently, um, Athena goes on to explain that there was a, a female talent uh, meeting held by higher ups, where the emphasis of the meeting was how to dress sexier how to alter that uh, that's why i said that's exactly why i said for them to search for booty butt cheeks right the the (laughs) company the company's um directive to alter your ring gear to show more skin or basically just to be sexier we're gonna parade you around here it's the divas era again they went from women's revolution with like a lot of high quality women's wrestling to Hold up. Hold up. Shout out to B King. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I'm reading it and I'm like, like, this is a Fortune 500 company. This, like, this whole meeting could have been construed as sexual harassment. Because the way way she says, like, there are a lot of people in the room that are just uncomfortable with this conversation, uncomfortable with these directives. Um, It was, and she she actually uh, got specific, is like, you basically want the entire women's roster to to be man to dress like Mandy Rose, and I'm like, I don't have anything against Mandy. She's wonderful. She's a great person. But everybody else, everybody's not comfortable with that, or everybody's not, um, yeah. It just you know, for lack of a better term, everybody's not comfortable, which I completely understand. Makes a hundred percent sense to me, and it's like you've seen like Ember's ring gear ember slash athena you've seen her ring gear we know where she's from she's from the crib garland texas suburban dallas because bitch texas Texas. there there is okay i liken her to the hype everybody has about nikita lions it doesn't matter what costuming you put on them there are certain body attributes that are going to shine through regardless of how you dress them remember how a couple episodes uh, ago when when the last Saudi show and women were basically covered from you know neck Neck to wrist (laughs) neck neck to wrist and down to ankle like there's no skin that isn't hands or face right and to be perfectly honest 100% 100% transparent. The women's division looked better then than they do on weekly TV. I don't know how that happened, but it did. They which, looked which, which better is, which fully clothed. Ama- which is amazing. Amazing. You, 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 do all, you do all of this to get eyes on the product. No pun intended. You do all of this to get eyes on the product and you have a better showing halfway around the world 
when women when you have not, no attributes that you can see that makes that woman sexy other than their movement but uh, this, what, a, what a concept this, this is why i'm like that pg directive is fucking bullshit you're trying to get you know as close to to R as possible by having these women expose more skin and objectify themselves but then you're going to tell me you can't give me content with a few extra curse words sprinkled in and some adult adult themed storylines and when I say adult themed I don't mean like Pornhub I mean just like a higher level of intelligence I don't understand why I'm sitting here having to listen to a woman who uh, comes from a broken home filled with addiction issues it, who who made it on her own who pulled herself up by her own bootstraps to become a fighter per se while the last time we saw her in a wrestling capacity was with nature boy rick flair in a pregnancy angle while he's while we knew he was married like and, and oh and on the opposite side of his own daughter but we're looking at her in a v-cut onesie while she pours our heart out are, are, are we are we are this this is where we're at like this is this is like let me call a spade a spade it's fucking disgusting you want me to watch like, a woman cry on her personal life while she wears a v-cut onesie on fucking network television what the fuck is wrong with you i and and i know this point isn't lost on us because we have daughters but just like what what are we thinking about what are we doing like when that, you that's when that, you, that, that's you gather people for a staff meeting you're gathering people for a staff meeting that's no different than like okay let's pick a random company uh best buy and you you assemble the floor staff of of best buy and say i want the women to wear their polo shirts a size smaller and don't button it don't button any of the buttons then I want all of the guys on the floor to wear their pants one waist size smaller, slim cut, with a with a sock stuffed in. What the <laughs> fuck does that have to do with electronics? And if you're and if you have a five percent BMI, don't wear a shirt. This type of shit. This is the equivalent of of hosting a funeral butt naked. Or or them Ithaca body uh, body sets the chicks are into now with the sports bra and the <laughs> and the compression shorts. Boy, it's like we're gonna wear wear that in the restaurant. We're gonna serve chicken with that. Like just yeah, that it it's it's sleazy, and I'm like okay, the attitude era was sleazy. No no denial there. But if we're gonna be that, be that. Don't don't pitch me that. We can't give you edgier content because we're a PG product and we're for families and, you know, like no fucking family is going to pay to go see that, especially if they know that's the directive. The dad will go because he's hard up. <laughs> yeah, if you tender under the zipper for something, then yeah, you'll you'll pay money to sit as close as possible just because you think you'll see that. That's why I told motherfuckers I'm not watching NXT just to see Nikita Lions. That's what the Instagram's for. Man, if I, if I have a desire to participate in Thicky Steamboat's rise to power, <laughs> fine. I, I'll do that via Instagram, and if I see it scrolling my time to uh, timeline on Twitter, 
I'm not watching that bullshit ass show just to see her with them fucking Velcro straps across her thighs. The, the last thing I want is the last thing I want to be known for is being called Dolph Dolph, Dolph Jizzler. <sighs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I, all I, of that. I digress. Are, are you are you finishing your side or? or, or? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm done. Yeah, this this yeah. There's not much more to add. I just think okay. that's, that's really disgusting on their part. Yeah, so to the, hold a staff meeting for that. Yeah, and so the scantily clad shit was was booty butt cheeks, and she was comparing herself or, or comparing that to someone like Mandy Rose without dissing Mandy Rose, but saying that they're two different people, like. Right, you, Mandy, you Mandy's can, comfortable, and that's part of her character. Yeah, you can do that to Mandy because Mandy says okay, but you're not going to do that to me because I'm not going to say it's okay. Oh, I got one last thing because you just made me think of it. You've seen these uh, Lacey Evans promos that have been airing for like the last two or three weeks on SmackDown. I right? literally just been talking about that shit. That's who I was talking about with the one with the V cut onesie. I was you talking about a, Lacey. This <laughs> motherfucker's wearing a, a lace fucking tuxedo vest. <laughs> with a black bra underneath talking about how traumatic her childhood was. Dog, she's wearing a V-cut. Dog, look at the waistline. Dog, she, her shit's below her waist while she's crying, talking about how her daddy was addicted to dope and beating their ass. No! One of these things is not like the other. Like, make it make sense to me. Because I don't get it. It don't make sense to me as it as it's comprised right now. Man, you, you you can't look. You can't always sell sizzle and steak at the same time. So if you're gonna if you're gonna bring her back to be a sex symbol, then you her story of tra uh, traumatized childhood that should stay. That's for her book after wrestling. But if you're gonna try to make her a sympathetic babyface because of her military background, because of her traumatic childhood, because of all the things that she's had to overcome in life, put some real fucking clothes on. Don't don't try to get me emotionally invested when I'm trying to Patrice O'Neal my way into some salmon with honey on it. <clears throat> I, yeah, I just. I had to let that bitch breathe for a second. All right. <laughs> you can pay for school. You can pay for school, but you can't buy class. <laughs> 3 a.m. on a Saturday. All right. So back on to the, this final quote from Ember Moon. You want me to coach and take me off TV? I remember sitting there. I got teary eyed and I said, I'm not coming up here to coach and do PC shows. I was supposed to come to NXT to repackage and go to the main roster. That was supposed to be within a year, but I'm still here. You took Shotzi away from me. I have nothing to go off of. I'm going home. Cancel all my flights. Cancel all my hotels. If you have a flight there and you have no creative for me, I'm not getting on the flight. I'm not doing this anymore because I'm going to snap. It's either going to be on you or on a talent. I'm going to go home. If you need me here, if you need me there and have something for me, even then, I need to approve the creative before I hop on the flight. It's the first time I've ever pulled this card. Bruh. That's getting in your Steve Austin bag right there. Bruh, you not not even taking my ball and going home. I'm laying it down for you. I'm like, I'm not just telling you no. I'm telling you why I'm telling you no. And it's bullshit. Right. Cause the the one thing I always hear, and it's one person in particular that says this, especially about um, I wanna say I watched one of those Steve Austin documentaries. 
where Bruce Pritchard would say they would pitch Austin stuff and he'd just tell him, no, that's stupid. And then he didn't, but he didn't offer a, a substitution or an alternative. And in, in one respect, I see that. It's like, okay, let's do this. No, I don't like it. Okay, what would you like to do? I don't know. Like, there, that doesn't help. But at the same time, I understand the, the talent uh, side of it. It's like, motherfucker, you get paid to do this. Figure it out. Just don't bring me this shit anymore. If I'm going to do your job, I want some of your money. And I've personally been in that situation by being an artist and then having to handle stuff on the on the marketing and branding and professional side and it's a motherfucker that's getting a check but but all my ideas are the one that ones that work and theirs don't like fuck you i want their money now mm-hmm. i want <laughs> i want whatever i'm gonna get as an artist that's fine but fuck that i want their check because i'm doing their job <laughs> fire this motherfucker and pay me you incompetent bastard I'll even take 75% just to keep it real, but you're going to get rid of this motherfucker because I'm not doing their job for them because they're going to turn around and, and take whatever works for us and say I was responsible for what happened with them. No, the fuck you weren't. I got a cousin who plays keyboards on tour for numerous artists uh, around the world, and he told me a story recently uh, with the passing of Ronnie Wilson, the Gap Band. Rest in peace, Ronnie Wilson. And right. he's telling me that Ronnie fired him over in Germany one night. And uh, my cousin, did uh, he did sound. He plays keyboards. He, it was a bunch of shit he had going on. But he had his hands in so many bags that he was invaluable to the tour. Mm-hmm. And he gets fired in Germany while on the tour. The show hadn't even started yet. And he said, fuck it. I'll just watch the show from the crowd. So he watched the show as a fucking fan. Mm-hmm. It, didn't, it didn't do too hot. The next morning, Ronnie found him and apologized and paid him triple for the rest of the tour. More little story. Know what you have in front of you. So sometimes you got to live without me to know how much you need to live with me. And you never know how much you hate somebody until you live with them. That's that's the first thing. But how like do you... This shit do you, brought up a whole bunch of, <laughs> of, of tense-ass <laughs> memories for me because I'm like, you know what, Ember? You're absolutely fucking right. I'm not participating in this shit till we get a clear fucking direction. I'm not just gonna be hopping on flights all willy nilly. Yep. And do your fucking job. How many how many people are having this conversation to their fucking mirror? Shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how many did they release in the last two years? A hundred plus. Well, all of them had that conversation, and then you gotta figure maybe forty five percent of the roster now is having that conversation from catering. <laughs> with each other though they're not they're not doing it in the mirror with a mirror oh oh no because sometimes you have to have those conversations in private because somebody else will be like oh well they said this because they think that'll climb them up one rung higher to being on tv i know so i know biscuits, really i know biscuits absor- uh, absorb gravy but do they absorb words well see <laughs> you, you you see what i mean oh man dark side of the ring is not coming back to viceland we don't know that yet though okay so it hasn't been renewed as of yet as of yet which i mean hell it could be dark side of the ring saying we looking for a better platform it may not be all viceland pulling out it might be dark side of the ring about to pull in where where are we going if if we if we leave uh if we leave viceland where's dark side go 
Uh, I'm going to continue saying ESPN Plus is in the running for all sports-related content. They've done 30 for 30s on wrestling. This is right in their wheelhouse. Um, a Dark Side of the Ring streaming catalog on top of new episodes would be something that would actually make me open the ESPN app, which I haven't done in quite some time. Yeah, and 30 for 30 with them moving everything over to the ESPN Plus app, I really haven't watched the 30 for 30 in quite some time. And they and not for nothing, those 30 for 30s are fucking amazing. They're well-produced, well-gathered, historic content. Oh, and, 30 for 30s used to be my shit. Like, yeah. any of them. Like, this magic moment... Um, even Flair's was amazing. Jimmy the Greek, yeah, Flair, like Dick Vitale, uh, all, the, the, like they, you you name I, it, shit. I haven't watched a bad one. Yeah, I was say, fine. If you find me a bad one, I'm gonna call you a liar. Yeah, it, it just it just means you're not cultured enough to understand what's going on. So ESPN Plus, I feel like that's a landing spot. Because um, even if the content is boring, like you cannot you cannot discount the uh, the quality of the of the production. Right, the, the story of the L.A. Raiders and how it, it coincides with Ice Cube and rap culture. Like, like you can't fucking make better content than what they do for 30 for 30s. I use 30 for 30 as my blueprint for assembling a documentary. Mm. But neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> HBO Max, for obvious reasons, you know, they're acquiring content. They're buying up the world. You can you can play that type of content on that platform because it's not too racy. Nothing's too racy for HBO. Sidebar: There is a All documentary right. on HBO Max right now that's been shown on a couple of TV channels, uh, on like a couple of cha cable channels. If you get your your chance to to take a look at it, Chris Gethard is in it because he was an employee at this location. But it's called um, Class Action Park. If they can okay. put if they can put Class Action Park. On HBO Max, anything wrestling related can go on there. No matter, especially, especially if we're talking about a, a made-for-TV product with a little bit of violence sprinkled in. Hell, if you've ever seen um, what's the shit, um, The Informant with Matt Damon, like there's entirely too much true life stuff that went into that movie. For but yes, absolutely. Here, here I got two. I got two sleepers for you. Okay. The first one, because they're acquiring content, they're starting to, they're building a catalog, and they're always, you know, in the, well, now I got three sleepers as soon as I say that. First, Apple TV. Boy. <laughs> Apple TV needs to diversify their content. They need more original movies. They're making original series. Dark Side of the Ring would act absolutely bring a new level of viewership to apple tv this this is cutting holes into the into the slacks <laughs> for some right. like like of course like you know and i'm, and I'm being funny here like when, in in the world of technology apple is slacks and button-ups when really they want to be black t-shirts and new jeans facts you want you want motorcycle jeans and designer shirts yeah you're, you're putting you you're putting holes and getting wallet chains if you do dark side and that's exactly what apple needs to, for their brand in my opinion they need to be dirtied up a little bit fifteen hundred dollar sneakers with a with an eighteen dollar t-shirt that's cut slim for you know can you imagine can you imagine what what it would do for apple's brand if they did something as simple as put camouflage on their logo for like veterans day if imagine they did that with a phone, <laughs> bruh, <laughs> just like like they do the Project Red, like the fact that there's a red iPhone that exists. Like if you did a camouflage version, 
of the iPhone 13 Pro Max for fucking Veterans Day, or you did an American flag version for Memorial Day. Like, come on, fam. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it sells itself. <laughs> it's all I'm saying. <laughs> if, you, if you showed me a camouflage watch band for the Apple, for the, uh, uh, Apple Watch 7, I'd buy it right now. I'd order that bitch while we doing the show right now, and it'd be here, you know, before dinner time. I'm sure I could find you one, but having it branded by Apple is the issue. Like, does okay? Sidebar: That doesn't matter. Send me what you have. We'll, we'll, <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll figure that oh, out after oh, this. Oh my beer! <laughs> yeah, for real. Because when I ordered my watch, I got the the Black History Month, the Unity Band. That's the only one I have, so I need to add some more to the rotation. That's another sidebar. Two more places where Dark Side of the Ring could end up. Netflix. Ugh. Netflix is fucking suffering massively. They are right hemorrhaging now. right now. Hemorrhaging. You're charging more for the content you have, which you are losing and or canceling, because uh, they canceled the get down. They just recently canceled uh, Raising Dion after the two seasons. Oh man. Um. Yeah. Just like all the content that people like that were getting you to actually watch done i don't even know if they're doing last chance you again i hope they are whether it's baseball whether it's baseball basketball football whatever even track i don't care just i like the way that document that documentary series is set up but they need content because they are raising prices adding new restrictions and rules but not adding quality content you shelved will smith's um think he was going to do bright too but they're, they're, they're bro, so bright to well, I mean, well, of course, now it's a sidebar. Bright to Bad Boys for, uh, which Netflix it wasn't gonna be a straight to Netflix thing, but still, yeah. But but I mean, there's also it was it was uh, something else, another sequel, uh, Karate Kid, like all of these things, and then like a couple other movie <laughs> projects. Like, hey, so you gonna freeze the you gonna freeze the sun out too? Like the whole fucking family you gonna strangle? Bro, you gotta file. You gotta go on file and get away from that situation. That situation is not is not fruitful for you, mentally, physically, or any other way. I think you need to. Yeah, I think you need to go ahead and exit. And I think you need to click that button that, on that message that you just received. Oh, I, there, oh, sir. I got it. Oh, I got it. <laughs> if, if you have access to any extra large bands, uh, send those as well. I'm gonna check this out in a second. Got to give you my last place. Yes. And this one, this one's the sleeper, but this one's almost, almost the re. The, I feel like this might be the reason that Vice isn't going to re-up. You remember the shit we heard about the lawsuit that involved MLW? Yes. About basically Stanford shortstopping they play. Uh-huh. And there's been a lot of fallout after the plane ride from hell episode. Like, Jim Ross is pissed off because of the way it was edited because it made him look like he was complicit in some shit. Like, he never wants um, to do another conversation with Darkseid. Ever. Then, you know, Flair obviously feel how, feels how he feels because of how he was depicted. Stanford is made to look like they're negligent. It's WWE, you know, shortstopping the play on Dark Side of the Ring. But, for this reason, Peacock. Uh, if Peacock acquires the rights to Dark Side of the Ring, I mean, or even if Stamford acquires the rights for Dark Side of the Ring to put on the network via Peacock, I think Dark Side of the Ring is a small enough entity to 
get gobbled up by a nice cash play from from this the, the supermax in stanford however i don't think going directly to peacock as a network would be viable it would definitely be the death of that series unless well no could because vince isn't vince is not and i'm saying I, I, when i say vince and i mean vince directly but I was really Stanford is not going to go out of their way to bring negative light to things that don't matter to them. Controversy creates cash. And if I you agree. have control of it, you don't mind it. I agree, which is why I would think that if anybody was to execute this project post buy or new network switch, it would have to be Eric Bischoff if he gave enough of a fuck to do so. I don't think he does. That my point exactly. So, so okay, that you said you said Eric Bischoff, and in the middle of me thinking about Peacock, I said, okay, here's one. I mean, Kanos is is chasing Infinity Stones, right? Yeah, I think so. So, what if Kanos makes a power play and says, okay, TNT, I'll give you a third show to lock up to to essentially lock up my security within these networks, and after this merger. I'll buy the rights to the first three seasons of Dark Side of the Ring, and then I'll finance the fourth season. And I'll put it on TNT. <laughs> that would be... Whole lot of fucking gang shit that, is what yeah, that would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a whole lot of yeah. fucking gang shit for a nominal fee. <laughs> Soon to be... A phenomenal fee. We will we will slice off some of this broken pencil of knowledge and put it on your plate. Mixtape for dark sides that we want to see. After watching Dynamite last week, I want to see the history of the fireball. <laughs> That's actually some some like Memphis by itself. Is probably a whole episode, but yeah, the history of the fireball because you get the Sheik, you get Jerry Lawler, a lot of Memphis stuff. You, you get you uh, get uh, you get the savages. Well, well not yes. the savages. The, the really the uh, the the Pafo, should I say? Then you get the worst <laughs> fireball of all time from uh, Hogan and Warrior. Oof. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. I can probably get five episodes out of ECW. Man, new so, uh, ball, the, balls, Mahoney and uh, Axel Rotten. They're the the Rotten Brothers. That's one. Cause so the Taipei Death Match. Oh, oh my God! <clears throat> Sabu needs his own episode just with the the number of injuries and surgeries, and the basically he is the he is the godfather of modern day wrestling when it comes to you know springboard into whatever through a table and a direct descent well not direct descendant uh, he, he's uh yeah he's a, a direct descendant of a forefather of violent pro wrestling facts so, so you can you can basically tell the story of his family within his episode um the ecw financial situation how how that kind of wound up that's an episode by itself i got a good one for you Go ahead. Uh, the life and times of Vern Gagne. Ooh. And the reason, more so specifically, why I would say the life and times is the the nursing home incident. Are you aware of that? Wait, wait. Say that one more time. So Vern Gagne 
was in a nursing home being treated for Alzheimer's. And a man came into his room. When I, it, oh, I did hear that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He yes. got a murder charge. No, he. that's the thing. He didn't. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> in, in the sense of how we're talking, like yes. he caught a body. Yeah, he caught he a body. Didn't. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, the the Kurt the Kurt Angle ECW incident where Raven put Sandman on a cross, mm-hmm. and that's the reason Kurt Angle never wrestled in ECW. Yep, <laughs> that's like, a that's a good one. Uh, Louis Spicoli. Oh man, man, yeah, the, man, the story man. of Louis Spicoli. It's a sad one, but it, it's one that, that can be told. Yeah, Lex but, Luger and Elizabeth. Le, Lord, Lex Luger. Period. But yes. like, like for instance, his documentary that that never showed on WWE Network could be a dark side of the ring. And that's probably why it got yanked. To be honest with you, because of how because of the content. But it like with the icons episodes, they don't really get into the dark shit. They just get into the WWF specific. So I mean, they might have told some of his early '80s and you know NWA stuff that got him up to that level. But I figured most of it was gonna be like Lex Express, Let's Go America. And that's what I figured it was gonna be Captain America, Lex Luger, and that, how that whole thing. Yeah, is it damn sure wasn't iconic? That <laughs> like I didn't think they were gonna talk about anything past '96. They they would talk about everything that happened in NWA, him coming to the WWF in '93, his '94, and then debuting on the first episode of Nitro in '95 and maybe beating Hogan in 97 and that's a stretch and then nothing else <laughs> that, but that was me but we've never we're, we haven't seen the episode it looks like we might never see it so dark side of the ring tell either tell the whole story of Lex Luger or just document Lex Luger and Elizabeth because that's an episode these are an hour long there's a uh, I don't know if you remember the heroes of world class that uh, that WWE put out Yes, but do you know that there was a that like, and like the, they there was a, a Heroes of World Class that predicated the WWE one? Yes, I think I have. I think I have a DVD of that somewhere. If you do, I, I, I need yeah. to see it because I haven't been able to find it or order it. But like that story is a dark side. They condensed that to thirty over the forty-five minutes. That's a dark side, Bruh or, or even if you wanted to go on the happy side. Just oh, shit. Story. Tojo Yamamoto. Yeah. Um, I titled it Hogan Knows Best, but like basically you walk through Hogan's divorce. Well, basically you walk through Hogan's life during the reality show. Oof. So you get you get the divorce. You get Nick tolling out a, a, a sports car. You get all the shit that's going on with Brooke. The Bubba the Love Sponge shit. All of it. Now that's where you probably like Hogan will file an injunction to make sure that episode don't come out. <laughs> but yeah, everything. Yeah. Hog yeah, Hogan. Hero to Ho. The Hogan story. Hero to Ho. Of course they would never call it that, but technically, yes. I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> if you had sex with a man's wife for money, you really did go from hero to hoe. And it's not be- it, I by definition, you are you went from hero to hoe, but then you add in the fact that you know you got you have certain commentary about a group of people that, you know I feel like Shiki Baby. I feel like I love everyone except Hogan. 
Shiggy baby say fuck Hogan every tweet. It don't matter what he's talking about. Fuck the jabroni Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Give me a... Uh, oh, speaking of Hogan, Bash at the Beach 1999. Uh, Finger Poker Doom? Is that what that was? No, no. Finger Poker Doom was on Nitro. This is... um. One foot on the chest of Jeff Jarrett when Jeff Jarrett laid down and oh yeah, the laid down. yeah 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 yeah. All members of that are still alive, so you can tell that story. Oh, psh, the Jeff Hardy story in TNA, bruh. <laughs> 80, 87 seconds of hell. You feel me? All of that. <laughs> um, and I ain't even had that on my list. The Magnum TA story. Yeah, story story of Magnum TA. See now, now you you got a whole. Hey, uh, hey, fellas up in Canada, come get this man suave, man. And uh, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll drive. <laughs> we gonna drive to Canada. It's gonna be like six episodes put in the can just on the way there. Oh man, Tully Blanchard. Because people the, the, don't the fall, okay. the fall of Tully Blanchard. I don't know if you call it the fall. It's just like you played your hand a little too fucked up. So y'all, you basically you wrap up with WWF. But then you test positive for cocaine. You basically failed a drug test. And in failing the drug test, fucked off the money you were about to get to go back to WCW. And fucked and up orange it, money. Right. You made orange money lower than what it should be. And then the Four Horsemen ended up with Paul Roma. And then Tully Blanchard finds religion, becomes, you know, what he becomes, cleans his life up. Like that's a that's a you could that's an hour easy. And, and marries Magnum T.A.'s ex-wife. Then there's that. <laughs> Perry Saturn. No, no, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Magnum married... Uh, Magnum married Tully's ex-wife. Okay. Is that correct? Or, uh, I'm not exactly certain who married who, but I do know that Tully had a daughter and Tully's daughter could end up being an uh, episode by herself. Well, yeah. T- T- Tessa is Tully's daughter and Magnum is, is Tessa's stepdad. And then there's that. Yeah, that I do know. So, and then the last one, I already know you're going to say, fuck this guy. But it... Fuck this the guy. Story, <laughs> yes. The story is very much... That's an hour, maybe two. He might have a, a double episode. Abdullah the Butcher. Because um, you gotta, because you gotta look at what his life has become. So there's everything that happened while he was wrestling, which you know he was like, I'm. I'm you know what's, like, you know what's dope about you saying him right like in this moment is, I wonder how much of what's happening with him right now has been attributed to post Dark Side. Somebody thought he had some money and found out he doesn't. <laughs> Fucked around and found out he broke. Right, so that whole thing, like, so his whole career, the shit with Brody, um, which you don't have to go back to Puerto Rico, but just his matches with Brody. Man, as a kid, I was fascinated by Abdul the Butcher, like, because he was he was an attraction. You didn't see him all that often, and when you did see him, it was it was some other shit going on. Yeah. He didn't really, do, you didn't see him do squash matches. You basically saw him do street fight brawls, and he would pull a fork out and go hard. <laughs> but he was but he I was him and the missing link I was fascinated by him missing but, missing link might be another one because I don't know if anybody alive has any information on him as a person like cause he 
people don't remember that he was actually in WWF for a hot second. And there's that. Jimmy um, Jack Funk. Jimmy Jack Funk is a story. I don't know if that's a dark side, though. Wait, what, what's, what's the one that just basically went insane and then disappeared? Jimmy, Jimmy Jack, Jack Funk? Funk? Yeah. Like yeah, Jesse his, Barr. Yeah. Yeah, his post uh, WWF situation, yeah, you could probably get an episode out of that. Now, because um, Art, Art Barr is his uh, younger brother. who was a, Oh, he, you know which one I missed? And it was supposed to put it on the list, the list and I didn't type it out. Eddie Guerrero and Eric Bischoff, the coffee throwing. Ooh. Right. So they'd have to have a lot of lead up to that. Who was around? Ch- was Chavo around back? No, Chavo wasn't around back then. Yes, he was. In WCW? Yup. Chavo was there. Juventus was there. This he- is damn near around LWO time. Hector would have supposedly H- happened. Hector would have been backstage. It's a lot of people who can tell a lot. Bischoff's still alive. He can tell his side. Um, other people who may have been in and around the area when it happened can tell their side. Chavo can essentially speak for Eddie, because I'm sure he knows the intimate details, whether you know, good, bad, or indifferent. Like that's a that's an episode. Like, and this is when we're this, we haven't even got into the really seedy, racy shit. Like the fucking was it the uh, WWE or WWF Ring Boy story? No, whoa, no, what's that? All right, let me hit your Googles real quick. <laughs> well, while you do that, here's another one I'd like to, I'd really like to see just because of, you know, the era and the, and the, and the time frame. Uh, but I don't know if anybody would really be willing to talk about it even for a couple of dollars. This, uh, the, 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 the rise and disappearance of Dark Journey. Uh, Terry Garvin in the 1990s was accused of sexually harassing an underage ring boy who was fired from his job after refusing Garvin's advances. He later reached a settlement with the WWF. Garvin as well as Pat Patterson and ring announcer Mel Phillips resigned after this incident. So Pat Patterson left and then came back? Dang, he's left a couple of times and then came back, but yes. I'm gonna just send you the first article um, I came up with. So there's because there's a Google explanation, and then there's the first article that supposedly goes, uh, you know, deep into. Damn, even Bleacher Report has something up about this. Oh no, he committed suicide. You feel me? Oh Oh, no. So Bleacher Report did a mixtape like this too. Did they? Bring it on. All right, let me forward this to you. We like, so we the, like, we like Bleacher one, Report. Yeah, we do. Because uh, we, we spend money with them <laughs> every quarter. Um, yeah, the Terry Garvin and Pat Patterson sex scandal. 1992, to be specific. WWE had more problems to deal with besides steroids. Like in most aspects of the entertainment industry, sex sells. The media already in a frenzy with the steroid scandal would be given another tasty morsel to chew on. Only this time, it would be at the expense of Hall of Famer Pat Patterson and Terry Garvin. The allegations would start when Barry Orton would claim that Garvin was harassing him during a long trip on the road. Don't tell me Barry Orton is kin to Randy and... Man, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think that's, I think that's coincidence. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. So according to Orton, Garvin would ask for oral sex on many occasions during the car ride. Oh shit! 
Needless to say. Oh, shit. Barry Orton was the son of Bob. Mm. So that would be. How do you like that? His name is Randall. Ain't no way. Randall Barry Orton. And the uncle of Randy. Ain't no fucking way. So so he's a he's a brother of Bob Orton Jr. It says during during Garvin's time in the company, he was known for using his influence to have sex with younger ring boys. Things would blow up shortly after. Tom Cole, a ring boy, would lose his job after refusing Garvin's advances. Orton would be asked on a radio show if the rumors were true about Cole's firing. He said yes and then told them the story of his car ride. This interview would make the story covered countrywide. Vince had to defend himself on CNN with many other members of the media. A lawsuit would be filed by Orton Cole and announcer Murray Hodgson. Things would be settled a little later on, but Orton was let go because Vince felt the clo- felt he was the cause of the problem. Are you fucking wow. kidding me? Wow. Uh, oh, bro. Uh, we just got. We just went dark. Okay. All right. Yeah, so as fuck. As, <laughs> I sent you. I sent you the Bleacher Report link, right? Uh, don't think so. No. All right, I'll send it now because like that's another list of stories, and it's like they're they're well written, but I had to go through them, try to read articles on the show. But you get it. Like, there's more shit to tell, so it's not like they're they're lacking for content, and that's just in America. Who knows what shit you could pull up from Japan, uh, the UK, um, Australia, Germany. Like, there's a lot of shit that goes on outside of the continental US as far as wrestling is concerned. Hell, go back to Mexico and tell some more stories. (laughs) Didn't Didn't Silver King die in the ring? Yep. Tell that story. Uh, the story of La La Parca. That's crazy. Facts. Absolute facts. And that's before you even tap into the Me Too or the Speaking Out movement that swept through wrestling. Joey motherfucking... What, what is his name again? Joey uh, uh, Ryan. Yeah, Joey Ryan. Tell his story. or tell yeah, Fucking tell, uh, yeah, tell Michael, Michael Elgin. Tell it. All a part of the same fucking episode. Do the Speaking Out episode. Substantiate some of these facts and create some fucking content. Change the names, you know what I'm saying? To to affect uh, to to for those who haven't been convicted of anything, change the names. You don't have to change the story, but Look, you can change the Joey name. Ryan seems, especially with some of the shit he's been saying, he seems hard up enough to tell his story on the dark side of the ring. <laughs> Hell, the fucking Velveteen Dream. Yeah, that, Patrick that. Clark. Patrick, that Patrick Clark, that now here, here's the deal. Phone. Here's the deal with this one though. Do you think that uh, do you think that WWE is giving up any footage for him? They've given up footage for everything else. I don't see why you wouldn't do it for this. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have probably already been put in the can. If they gave up, you know, essentially foot. Well, some of the footage for the steroid trial. WWE didn't have to give up anyway. That's like public shit or from you know different news outlets. But it's not like WWE hasn't contributed footage in the past. This is true. This is true. Especially for wild shit. Right. And to a certain degree, like, 
yeah, it would enhance the episode, but you don't really need it to tell that story. You got pictures and some more shit. Like, he can dress up. He can put the fucking gear on himself. And you know how they do them little reenactments? He can be his own fucking stunt double. <laughs> I, I can I can get around Stanford if, it, if that's what you want. This is this is very true. <laughs> Say I can take the fireplace out or I can build around it. <laughs> now what you want to do. Um let let's go uh to this last piece of business that was left over from last week. We just completely just jumped over it, but it's something that's gonna be relevant for some time to come. Uh do you have the do you have the tweet? Which tweet? About the uh WWE fans and uh AEW fans. I absolutely do. Um Bingo. Reads as follows. The tweet and I quote goes, Twitter made me realize WWE fans just want AEW to die because they've got some strange loyalty to WWE. Whereas most AEW fans just want WWE to improve their product. I call bullshit. Elaborate. Simply because I've been on Twitter and enough different social media platforms to know there are extremists on both sides of the fence there are aw fans that are extremists that want everything at stanford to fail and them go bankrupt because they basically want to see vince fall on his face on the other side there are wwe fans who yeah they they don't like anything about AEW. they think it's second rate they don't want anything that even resembles competition and they have no desire to open their mind or their eyes to see what's going on with AEW. people like us who really just want good content and almost don't care where it comes from we're in the middle like just give me a good show just give me better content regardless of where it comes from give me better stories give me more in-depth characters give me better wrestling like everything doesn't have to be cruiserweight division from night to circa 1996 monday night raw the last couple of weeks have have been extremely bearable which is a quite the compliment from where it's been lately, which is unbearable to damn near disrespectful. I have turned I have turned Raw off for better sports. Like I've turned it off for Monday Night Football. I've turned it off for Mavericks game. Shout out to Luca and Jalen Brunson, aka JB Money. Now your uh, your daily acknowledgement comes now. I watched SmackDown. Because of one person. Have you acknowledged your tribal chief today? This is my acknowledgement right here. I have. Uh, I watch it for one person. If anything, right. if anything good comes beyond that, it's a bonus in my opinion. Right. I don't care. I'm, wa- I'm watching for Roman Reigns, and then well, I'm watching for the Bloodline, and then I'm listening for Pat McAfee. If, if I, come on, man, <laughs> Pat McAfee is cream filling on a cake. <laughs> Pause. The, uh, on a cake. On a cake. In a, in a cake, uh, uh, should I say. Pa- yeah, no, either way, it's all wrong. Pause. <laughs> I hate you. Shout out to Pat McAfee's uh, <laughs> uh, recent acquisition or almost acquisition of more fuck you money. Apparently, he's been courted by Amazon <laughs> to add add his content to Amazon Prime and, and some more different shit, like where they're going to 
because you know they they've acquired um i don't know if it's exclusive rights but i know they've acquired rights to broadcast thursday night football this coming season yes i don't think it's exclusive because they were doing yahoo as well but the the idea is to get more eyes on the thursday night football product and uh who better to get a a a larger audience to watch you than pat mcafee who better than canyon nobody all right, Pat McAfee, Amazon deal. Let's Google this. Now, while, uh, while, you're, while you're looking at that, let me get back to this AEW shit. So, AEW, WWE shit. So, I'm, I'm going to make this real simple. Like you said, there are naysayers to the utmost on either side of the, of the coin. But due to the recent advents in digital technology as it relates to mobile devices, i.e. cookies... The more shit you talk, the more shit you attract of the shit that you talk. Facts. So if all you're around are motherfuckers that are toxic as it relates to a brand that you love versus a brand that you despise, that's all you're ever going to fucking see. This is so even if all all you share is fight videos and and bullshit and and scandal, that's what your timeline is going to look like because there's an algorithm at play. If all you show, if all you share as a man is, uh, is is thoughts, if all you share are thoughts, that's all you're gonna get. Not not only is it all you're gonna get, all you're all you're going to get, but all you're gonna be targeted ad wise is ways to spend money on the lasciviously cla- scandally clad women. Thoughtish behavior. There you go. I I look up sneakers and tech and rap music and wrestling, and that's literally what my timeline looks like. If you really care about a particular anything, balance your judgment based on your activity online. I'm not People saying that, that I'm not saying to skew your judgment. Like I'm not trying to skew your opinion, but balance your judgment. Find sides on both sides to get views from both sides. Because believe you me, for everybody that you hate, that person hates you too. Then there's that. That's uh, that's all I that that's all I can need to say. And, and and if you're a content creator, that goes into who your content ends up in front of. Because as we know, at you know at the Zuckerberg Supermax, they want everything bought and paid for. They want ad dollars. In order so, for more wrestling fans to see us, we, we got to pay for wrestling fans. Because right now. Our rap platform our, that doesn't allow us to pay or doesn't require us to pay that part because right now our hip hop fans and our real friends are the ones who see us and they're the ones that don't support us the most. The we every look every continent. This is some shit that people can write down and and put in the, in the books of time. Your if you're a content creator in any form, whether it be music, art, spoken word, writer, actor. If you create content in any form, podcast or whatever, you will spend your life depending on the kindness of strangers. Because the people in your Rolodex ain't going to fuck with you like that. That's one of those things that secretly to the side burns me the fuck up. Like when I see people literally share with me rappers that either are good or flat out not as good as me 
and you're sharing it to me and then on your timeline but then when i release shit you barely like it unless i tag you i have to depend on the kindness of strangers just so happens i'm able to do this at a certain level where the kindness of strangers is more than enough but yes your friends ain't gonna fuck with you your friends ain't your friends your friends ain't your friends <laughs> when it comes to content distribution your friends are not your friends your friends are your friends don't even, you, even count them if you're trying to sell tickets to something don't count them in that because they're not gonna buy the your, tickets your, and they ain't gonna show up your friends are your friends only when you're deemed as successful but right. until now, then once, your once free, you acquire a check for it now they'll be like oh i knew him back when da, 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 da. your friends don't fuck with you until it's time to say fuck you like <laughs> on the cool i had some motherfuckers that i didn't even know were looking at my content till i hit mtv mm. when i got on mtv that's when i realized that they saw everything i posted because mm. that was the shit they tried to tout and i was like damn word but i digress with <laughs> uh the deal with pat mcafee and amazon is basically they're looking to have him uh, contribute to the Thursday night football coverage which essentially says he's going to be in the booth helping call the game with probably with a second or third commentator involved and then they're also having uh, conversations which obviously is probably part of the deal of him doing Thursday night football is to bring the Pat McAfee show to uh, sponsored by FanDuel to um, wait sponsored by FanDuel that also airs on YouTube and Sirius XM to bring it to Prime Video so they're trying to increase his visibility. So they're trying to increase his fuck you money exponentially. So you basically you want to make it to where we're making you more famous, so that when you're on our content, our content is now more famous. All they have to do is add him on there. Like if if you if you do a sizzle reel on on a particular product and he's on there saying hi or hello. You see his face, and people who don't know who Pat McAfee is right now, they will. So you've I tackled mean, football, you've tackled profession. He because he was one of the, one of the most physical punters in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. He is one of the liveliest uh, sports transplant transplant personalities into professional wrestling Facts. ever. Facts and uh, and he's young as shit for wrestling. Um. So, so what you're next? Gonna br- you're gonna bring that Fox audience over. He already has a massive audience for his show, which Fox, will increase with Amazon, and ESPN, Sirius XM, Amazon. Then you infuse that in the Thursday Night Football. Because me as a football fanatic, if I have to choose or if I have the opportunity, of course I'll watch Pat McAfee do commentary on a Thursday Night Football game. It probably would be more interesting because Thursday Night Football in the beginning of the season we'll give you a couple of good games maybe towards the end of the season when playoff you know implications come in you might have a couple of sleeper games but largely for the most part thursday night football games are almost missable because it ends up being teams you don't care about yeah i mean or 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 teams that look promising when they make the schedule and then by the time you get to that game you got two teams that are two and thirteen facts (laughs) <laughs> or somebody loses a, a star player for the year there's some you know injury or whatever the case may be stuff like that so this makes this makes total sense for everybody um 
Oh, well, shit, while we're on the subject, you're looking for a home for Dark Side of the Ring? Amazon Video, Amazon Prime. That wouldn't be a bad... Shit, Hulu! That wouldn't be a bad spot. Hulu already showing it, so you already know it could go it could go up. Right, that, that that's exactly what made me think about it. Like, shit, you, you already there. Like, <laughs> look, look stand, no further. <laughs> standalone streaming platforms like Paramount Plus, Epics. Um, there are places where this can go. It's like, you know, are you willing to follow the content you want to see? Is the Epics, Epics ain't bad. Epics ain't bad. I know more people that subscribe to the app than actually have the network on their fucking uh, TV pro, uh, uh, provider. So that's not a bad idea either. I really, that's a that's a hell of a one for Dark Side. I'm only watching, at this point right now, I'm only watching Epics for the Godfather of Harlem. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty that's can't my miss. Shout, yeah. out, shout out to um, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker for yeah. that. Pretty can't miss. Show up BrokenPistolBC.com, BrokenPistolBC at gmail.com. That's at BrokenPistolBC on all things social. So that's at BrokenPistolBC on what? Everything. 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 And then we also have the hashtags, which we've been slacking on. So that's my bad on that. Uh, Broken Pistol Logic, what the shit? You can't write this. Price just went up. As only Ron Murray can say it. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Price just went up. Mark my words and fuck the casual fan. Suave, take him to the house. Pencil pushes. Heads up. Pencils down. H-I-J-K. Elemental. And this is still the worst podcast we've ever done. You, 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 You already know him.